If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on YouTube. It is great to be with you. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. You're you. We appreciate you. By the way, it's at J Cameron Show on Twitter, at underscore... Tom Wang on Twitter for him, and away we go. Uh, should note, what a weird, what a weird way to start the day, Tom. I have to tell you, I, I find it a bit bizarre. I, I don't know about you, but um, right off the bat, if we're going to start the day as we're wont to do these days, with what's happening at Florida State football practice. Now they were in shells today. I was not there at practice today. It's worth noting. I did not attend practice today. I did not see this with my own eyes. I was uh, recording. A different show that soon we'll be able to talk about. Good I'm excited Christmas about. at yeah. some point. Can we say what it is? Well, I don't know. When, am I allowed? Am I not allowed? Why am I allowed? Not allowed? I don't know. Uh, we should be celebrating. I'm excited for you. I've got nothing to do with it, and I'm excited because it might be giving people information that they might want, I don't know, maybe on a Thursday on this program. Just a hint. Well, we're starting to preview and do a lot more stuff with it, and today was the first recording uh officially where we were previewing games and you know this gets me to a reminder here first of all and i'll get back to florida state in a second but it gets me to a couple of things uh that's going to be august the 28th i do believe our big celebration for everybody that would be uh september, september the, 4th. the 4th that's right Not august 28th at all yeah, yeah the following saturday who knows what the hell is happening on august 28th september the 4th is when we're going to be hanging out not august 28th at all I'll be the only one there August 28th. Like, where in the world? We have lost our appeal. So, Tom, why aren't you here? Yeah, I'm what, at a golf tournament, what's Jeff. Happened, Jeff. I'm participating in a golf tournament. Um, yeah, so it was weird. Uh, yes, the, the bottom line is uh, September the 4th, we will have the Jeff Cameron Show slash Libations Friday Fest, as we like to call it on a Saturday. Well, it'll be on a Saturday. Uh, and, and, and listener appreciation, more most importantly. That's what I should emphasize. Uh, and we'll be giving away all kinds of cool prizes, including a grand prize that is a... Oh, it's a killer, man. It's going like to be fantastic. a humdinger. So by Monday of next week, we'll have everything ironed out about the details. We already know, you can pencil it in, folks, that it's going to be 2 o'clock on Saturday the 4th with our friends at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. It's not official official, but, I mean, what are we doing here? 
what are we doing? It's it's more it's more committed to than maybe you know a kid saying yes to a school in in July. Like you know this is pretty this much is an LOI. Much more this committed. is I mean we're just waiting on the facts. So, so we're good there. So maybe maybe the way for me to broach the subject of today's football practice uh, that I did not attend but heard about is to instead listen to the head coach himself. Like let's let's parse this because I think there are some pretty obvious answers here. Now I am going to speculate. That's what I'm going to do. I'm known for it. I'm going to speculate, uh, and, and, and really that's all we're left to do because. It's not as if what we hear here in a moment doesn't strike you as odd. I mean, that's everybody, I would think. So let's listen to this, and, and then then I'll respond with my observations here just based on what Mike Norvell, the head coach, had to say today after practice. I've had three pretty, uh, pretty, good, pretty good days. Uh, you know, the workload's been high. Uh, I really like, like the, uh, the competitiveness that we're showing. Just continuing to, to refine the uh, the fundamentals and the specifics of what we're trying to accomplish. So um, I thought it was a good day. You've really been uh, trying to get a good look at the, the two young quarterbacks. Uh, I've really been pleased with you know Chuba and uh, and Tate these last few days. You know we've had a, had a big workload. You look at the scrimmage, and I would say uh, you know McKenzie and Jordan you know you know probably took overall about eighty five percent of the snaps. So we wanted to get a few days here uh, this week to to let those young guys you know show their growth you know from the scrimmage. And I think both those guys have really taken advantage advantage of those opportunities here uh, you'll get some reps with the first group and, and trying to mix and match that so um, good work days um, tomorrow will be a, a, a special teams emphasis also continuing to work some uh, some other situations you know two minute drills things like that so uh, hopefully we continue to build off of uh, you know, what we've been installing here this week and and be a little bit crisper tomorrow when it comes to that Quarterback maintenance is that part of the course for you, or is it just? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue to continue to work those guys, making sure we get a great evaluation of each uh, you know, of each of the guys. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things. You know, especially with the young guys. You know, there's times when you're working with the the third group, and, and maybe you know the line combination that you're with is a little bit different. Uh, you know, trying to get them matched up with some of the uh, uh, the better guys up front and some of those receivers to see how they respond. And uh, I think they've done a nice job with it. Okay. Uh, I. So, how many days away are we from the, the first game? It is, what's today? I'm losing track of the days. Today's the 18th? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, like 18 days, something like that. I, I mean, basically, the head coach just told you that the third and fourth string quarterbacks, uh, this is not speculation, he just said it. Basically, the third and fourth string quarterbacks got the vast majority, if not all, from what we can tell, of the snaps today at practice. He also mentioned last few days, so I think it's it's fair to assume that... Well, know. okay, Milton, uh, we know, uh, sat out uh, of Friday's practice. Uh, In Jacksonville, yes. Mm-hmm. We know that. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Yes. And he was held out, and that was, what was it called, deload or some such? Nonsense? That's correct, yeah. yes. Okay, so he missed that practice on Friday. Now, today is Wednesday. He missed today's practice. Um, that doesn't strike me as uh, as ordinary, as normal. doesn't strike me as – I mean, now, again, that may not mean anything long-term in, in as far as he can win the job, not win the job, he's going to play football, uh, and meaningful football, meaning rep, meaningful reps at the most important position on the field or not. I, I don't know. We, we do have a little bit of time. I'm just noting that that is interesting, and one would 
speculate as I am that either he's nursing soreness of some sort. I mean, this is this is what I'm thinking out loud here, okay, guys? Nobody's told me this. I would say that either, you know, because a lot of times when camps start up, uh, and we see this in baseball a lot too, there's just arm soreness that comes with it because you throw so many balls in practice all at once, day in, day out. Sometimes, sometimes a guy needs a little respite. Uh, other times, you know, if you're working your way back, all the way back as he is from a devastating injury, who knows? Are there complications? Does he have, uh, you know, some soreness in his knee or his foot? You know, I, I mean, it's it's something to think about. You know, he's it's it's been talked about a little bit. I know I've seen where people have commented that he's he's been a little gimpy on that foot. Now, when I've watched him, it's, it hasn't been that noticeable, but... Yeah, clearly he doesn't look, and I, I we're not allowed to speculate about injury, and I'm not. I know it may sound like it, but he, he doesn't look 100%. But then again, I can't really tell. Is that the byproduct from that old injury, that he's always going to have that? Or is it something new? I don't know. But when you marry that with the fact that Jordan Travis didn't, it, it doesn't appear to have played much today, you can't help but wonder if there's not something else going on. That, that's all I'm saying. And, sure. and, and I don't mean anything nefarious. No. Camps around the country... Uh, if you read camp reports, and I'm doing that now, I'm in the midst of doing that, partly because I want to be informed as we move forward for the start of the season about who's where, but also because of that other show that I just mentioned, that I just mentioned, I, be, I became Italian. I just mentioned. Uh, that I just mentioned. Uh, I'm doing a lot of research on the biggest games of the opening couple of weeks. You guys can deduce why. Uh, and I'm I'm going basically – to the equivalent of Warchant.com and, you know, university to university, reading their boards, reading their reports, reading their the equivalent of a of an Ira or a Corey or a, a Gene, a Tom, a Jeff, an Aslan, an Austin, who knows? And I'm reading what they have to say, and what I'm discovering is something we already know and we're all probably a little worried about, and that is that various groups of people are missing time in practice because of COVID protocols. And and so I don't know if that's, you know, you begin to wonder. You would begin to wonder. Now, sure. I, again, I do not know that. It's just, okay, it's, it's interesting that your number one and two quarterback miss practice today or or don't don't take the majority of the reps today. Yeah, the majority of the reps. I, that's the way I, if you're taking Mike at his word, is they need to evaluate the younger players right now. That's what he's saying. So in the middle of camp, for a couple of days, after, right after the scrimmage, mm-hmm. They need to evaluate the younger quarterbacks sure. with the majority of the snaps. And I, like you, have not been out to practice the last two days. Of course, on Monday, it was not open to the media because of Tropical Storm Fred. So the last two times we've had the ability to go out there were yesterday and today. I was not there. But in the reports that I read, the practice updates from Warchant.com, I saw Chubba Purdy's name. I saw Tate Rodemaker's name. A lot. A lot. Well, those are the only two I quarterbacks' did... names you saw. That's correct. That's correct. Those are the only two quarterback names that I saw in those reports. Now, Mike is saying that they want to evaluate Chubba sure, and Tate because sure. they saw they saw eighty five percent or more reps to the veterans. Uh, oh, that's probably in, in the scrimmage true. That, on that Saturday. part of it's probably true in terms of the oh, I think percentage I, of reps. All of it could be true. Uh, I mean, well, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Might be. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't believe that to be true. The case being yeah. made is we just want to get a proper eval yeah, sure. on the younger guys. Sure, that's the case. That's what it is. I, I'm not buying it. But I don't want to make it to more than it needs to be. I'll tell you what happens from here. What happens from here is that everybody, and Mike knows this, 
everybody on that staff knows this. I mean, look, I'm not speculating about injury because I'm not saying anybody's hurt. I don't know if they are or they aren't, but there are only so many reasons why guys miss practice. And you then are free to kind of say, well, is it this? Is it that? Is it, you know, that's what people are automatically going to do because it's not like your right guard miss practice. Right. Well, or, or take more reps, you know, the, Take more reps. Take more reps. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It's not like the first, you know, your first and second string, and we don't know who's who just yet, but your first and second string quarterbacks coming into camp are without question McKenzie Milton and Jordan Travis, and here in the middle of camp, we decided to get a good long look at Chubba Purdy and the Rodemaker. That's right, because they don't get a lot of work with the ones, Mm. you know, and we got to see... If there is a, a full offensive line in front of them, how they work with that offensive line, how they work with those receivers. That, I will tell you. That's what's going on. I will tell you this. You know? I will tell you this. I really love, every time I'm at practice, uh, I, I really love the way that Rodemaker plays. And Chubbles look good, too. And so, you know, it's we've speculated about a couple of things, one of which is something to be happy about, and that is, I don't know how it helps us this year per se, but I do know that if those guys are getting opportunities with the first teamers and Jordan Travis continues to improve as a thrower, as a passer of the football, and we bring in A.J. Duffy, you start to feel very good about the kind of competition, fierce competition even, that there's going to be moving forward at that position. And that I want that. I really want that. Now, you would also begin to wonder – which of these guys long-term decides this place ain't for me. But, I mean, you can't really worry about that as a coach. you gotta, you got to create the, uh, the environment where those guys get opportunities to compete and showcase their wares, and then whatever happens, happens. I, I, you know, big picture, we'll just see that from here, do they practice for tomorrow or Friday? Or yeah, they've got practice. Yeah. every. So the media can go to practice tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It's closed on Sunday for a scrimmage. I intend to get out there. Hopefully enough of the behind-the-scenes work that's necessary is done so that I can get out there in the morning. But if I don't, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to warchant.com right after 9 a.m. when I see some of the practice updates rolling in. I'm going to check the Tribal Council, make sure I've subscribed to the website to do all that. And then I'm going to look for names. I'm going to look and see what names are in there. If there's a nice catch by Malik McLean in 7-on-7s, I'd like to know who threw that to him. And we're going to find out, I think. I don't want the impression to be that I'm panicking because I'm not. I am just curious. My curiosity has been raised. I think it is interesting. I think it's uh, uh, somewhat uh, an oddity compared to what normally happens in a build-up to a season in practice. Well, that's I'll ask you, your personal opinion. Do you think this was scheduled, that they wanted to see the third and fourth string quarterbacks uh, this, after the first scrimmage for a couple of days, where they take the bulk of the reps of the ones? Do you may, think this is previously scheduled? I don't, I don't if it was be- you, would you do it? No. Okay. That's what Coach Cameron would do. Uh, no, I try to get. I try to be. Uh, <laughs> I try to be uh, honed in on who I was going to have starting for me at quarterback and getting them all the reps necessary for my big game against Notre Dame. That's one approach. Now, now I would also tell you again if you've got a guy who's nursing some soreness and another guy who whatever maybe he's under the weather that day, it could be happenstance that oh, well okay we're without our top two that sucks. Oh let's use it as a great opportunity to find out. Who, you know what? Chub, where Chubba Purdy's at? Where Tate's at? Okay, fine. Yeah, you got to make the best oh, of the situation without question. They're not lost reps. You're right, investing no, is, in the future of the program good, with those reps. That could end up that being is, a good thing. That yes. is legitimately a good thing for the program long term. It's just that, yeah. 
We'll see those updates tomorrow. Who's throwing? I would also tell you this: that ultimately, and this is true, and it was true when they started camp. Okay, the bottom line is you you had a guy that transferred in that if he were healthy, if he were somebody that could get returned to form the way that he did at UCF. I mean, as highly decorated as he was, as good as he was, but we know that was a horrific injury. He's in and he's in camp for the first time since 2018. Now I know he was here in the spring, obviously. But this is this right. You were always going to watch him very closely for two reasons. That was a devastating injury. You want to see what he can and can't do with that leg. So you're watching carefully. Two, you want to see can he return to some semblance of what he was at UCF? Because if he does, you got yourself a nice player and you're very excited about where you're headed. And and so people are already locked in on him. Very locked in on him. So that's that's going to always lead to some sort of speculation. Always, okay, where's he at in the growth? Where what's going on there? As for Jordan, you know, we saw a lot of Jordan Travis last year. But what else did we see a lot of with Jordan Travis last year? Injuries, a lot of injuries. So you go into camp. And let me explain context. That's why I'm doing this right now for everybody who thinks, well, God, this is wild speculation. No, no, no. You went into camp. Worried about the relative health of those two guys on a day-to-day basis based on their history. You would have to be. And so the first sign if they miss a practice, and and Mike probably hates this, Coach Norvell probably hates this because he knows it's going to lead people who care very deeply about Florida State football and are passionate about wanting the information and who are watching very carefully that quarterback battle between Jordan Travis and McKenzie Milton. He knows that if either of those guys miss any time, that's, that's really difficult to keep under wraps. That's very difficult. And it's going to do what? Lead to wild speculation because there's already fear that those two guys have an injury history. And I think that's all we're saying here is that that immediately got people's attention. There's no way on our boards at Warchant.com or anybody else that covers Florida State that that's not the first thing people are saying, that they're not immediately going, well, that that's curious. I don't know what happened, but let's try to find out what did. That could be your tact. Mine is <laughs> today was a great day for the long term future of this program because of the reps we're investing in Chuba and Tate. I think it's great to see that they're working with the ones maybe, and the twos. Maybe I buddy. think it's good for the long term health of this program. Maybe. Today was another W for the Knowles. I mean, I, maybe. And you know what? All I know is this: what I've seen of practice and what. Coach Dillingham said when you asked him a question is that Jordan Travis at this juncture was the guy identified as having played best. Now, there's 18 days. We've got a lot of time. Let's find out what's going to happen from here. But, yeah, I'm every day that goes by, more and more, I'm beginning to to acquiesce and concede to the idea that maybe McKenzie Milton doesn't start the season as the number one quarterback. Or that the reps are so split that you wouldn't call him the number one. Well, that's, you know, that's, no, yeah. that's just me. I'm right. just speculative. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm just saying. Like, it's interesting to me to follow what context clues we have and what we've seen and what the coaches have said, and I just start to begin to think, uh, you know, Jordan could win this thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be Jordan's job. Could very well be. It's Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe so that others can find the program. It helps them out, it helps us out, and it's really easy for you to do. We appreciate it. More in a moment. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get to some of these questions that have uh, hit the chat at uh, Warchant TV. Uh, Yeah, there's you know people wondering why it it was the way that it was and all that good stuff in terms of practice. So. You know, I, I get that there's going to be a lot of opinions there. But, Melissa, you uh, you hit my heart because I have to tell you, I, too, was there when you were there. And uh, <laughs> I don't like what I heard from Mike Norvell today on the subject that Melissa brings up. So should I read Melissa? Let's read, let's read Melissa's question, and then you play the audio. It's a segue. She tuned it up for us. She did. This is a softball, and I love it. Thank you. So she writes, so nice to have you both back. Thank you, Melissa. This fall is 30 years, 30-year anniversary of Wide Right One. I don't know why we're going there, Melissa. We don't want to go there. I was at FSU in 91. Me too. And that loss still hurts. Yes, it does. On that note, please talk me off the kicking game ledge. How's it looking? Well, Tom, if you would, please let's hear about the kickers. You know, I'll tell you, I think Alex, uh, starting off with the punters, I think Alex is at an exceptional camp. You know, just the, uh, the versatility of, of what he can do. Uh, you know, his pocket punting is, is uh, really outstanding. I mean, the, the way that he's been able to work and uh, in, in not only just the um, – the distance of the kicks, but the hang time he's been able to create, I think that, that can be a major weapon for us. Um, and then the kickers, they, they're competing. They're competing every day in what they're doing. Um, you know, I thought Ryan, you had a couple big kicks there late. Um, you know, we're putting them in challenging situations every day, uh, trying to, to force that, that uh, uh, competition and who's going to respond in the moment. And, um, you know, I'm pleased with how that, how that you know, kicking battle is going as well. We want to make kicks, and uh, we are making uh, we're making more you know making a good number of them. You know, still still continuing to uh, to, to push that, but uh, yeah, they're doing a nice job. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love uh, I love when a coach, and it's it's tough too. As a coach, you're in a bad situation. You get asked about a a, a kid. It's really hard in college too. I think it's a little bit easier in the pros because you can just be ruthless. They're paid professionals and. They need to get their ass in gear, but but when you get asked about kids that who, whose psyche is probably pretty fragile, you're you have to search for words because a you're caught a little off guard by the question in the moment, and b you're really careful to how you're going to answer the question when you know that you need to infuse these guys with confidence that that maybe they're not the most confident bunch in the world, so. When you go about the process of giving the answer, you get a lot of this. You get a lot of, uh, yeah. like, I'm searching. I'm desperately searching for the right <laughs> We need word. to isolate that down. <laughs> you get a lot of that. That makes me laugh. And you get a lot of random uh, fillers. And I, this is not a criticism. I'm just thinking about how, is there a better way to do it? Because you get a lot of this. Let's state the obvious because it buys me time. <laughs> so, so you get that. That's a filler that buys me time. Well, I think it's like when somebody repeats the question. When somebody, when you ask a question that 
that person didn't want asked. This usually happens with a politician. While they think of a way to answer the question they wished had been asked of them, as opposed to the one that was directly asked of them in the moment, oftentimes they'll repeat the reporter's question while their brain is desperately searching for a way out of answering the question. So if you say... Yeah, this is you and Killarn, you know, maybe one night around 8.30. Were you at Gordo's, Jeff? Was I at Gordo's? <laughs> That's how you do it. Well. Yeah. <laughs> was it, Which Gordo's? Was I at Gordo's? Who, me? The Pensacola Street location? No. No, no I was not. Oh. No. No, 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 no. That's, but that makes me laugh. That is the best. It's just sort of, we want to make kicks. Ugh. We, you know, there's a competition. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That is so good. We want to make kicks. We're doing stuff, practicing. So hopefully that audio clip served as the get back coach for Melissa, who's on the ledge right now. We were able to grab her back, pull her to safety. To Norvell's credit, while we're hyper-focusing on how one answers tough questions that they wished had not been asked of them, that was a really smooth slide to, well, let's start with the punters. That's really well done, by the way. Boy, Alex, uh, I got to yeah. tell you. No, that's good. He immediately just grabbed that nugget that gives him a little bit of time. It's sort of the, well, let's, you know, let's start with the punters. I mean, my goodness, what a camp. Alex has had a great camp. Meanwhile, his head's like, what am I going to say about these two slappies that we have? I mean, hon, why wouldn't what? I be a Gordo's? It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah. The food is delicious. I could be worse places. You know, though, it does. It makes me laugh. It's sort of the, um, you know, I I love what our punters are doing. Alex has had a really special camp. Uh, He has been very, very good. And, uh, you know, as far as the kicker goes, that's a fierce competition. The bold move would have just been. That answer would have worked. (laughs) Right. It is a fierce competition. I think it's going to come down to the wire. These two guys are getting after it every day, head-to-head. It is, you know, one day one wins the battle, the next the other. So we're monitoring that very closely. But I can say from a punting standpoint, Alex has been absolutely spectacular. Next question. Boom, we've got this. Right. We're rolling on Big River. Here we go. Now, if you are the riverboat gambler in terms of your answer, you would just answer about the punter for long enough and oh, hope yeah. that you just People get to the next question. People forgot about the damn kickers. And after you're done with about the punter, then you'd look, you just look around at the scrum for the next person like, Next. If you want to get, if you really want to, you want the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm to come swooping in in the moment, and you're able to freeze everybody that nobody else can hear or see you, you just walk up to Mike and say, "Tell a great story about a punter." Let's embrace a story about a punter you once knew or once played for you, or somebody that is just a special person on this earth that happens to be a punter, and give it, give me a good ten minutes on that guy, and then. Oh, as far as the quarterbacks go. And then just go. Just just go from there. You know, when I was at Memphis in 2019, we finished top 10 in the country in special teams efficiency. We had an excellent punter. Yeah, his name was uh, Jack Wilson. And Jack Jack was, you know, when he arrived on campus, I wasn't sure he was cut out for major college football, big-time college football. But the thing about Jack is he's got what I hope a lot of these guys have. And I'm seeing some of it day-to-day in practice. He had a, a, a stick to a toughness to him mentally and physically. And he didn't let his bad days get him down. And we all saw those days. And we were left to speculate whether or not he could make it. But Jack showed up each and every day, and he kept working on his craft. And lo and behold, by year two, I really felt comfortable sending him out there in big situations when we needed to win the hidden yardage battle. 
And by the time he was a senior, you guys saw, obviously, he was all conference, and he's got a tryout now with Arizona. I'm certainly hoping he catches on. I know he's mentally tough enough, and I know he'll work at it. So I feel like uh, the reason I bring that up is Alex has had such a good camp here. And since I've arrived, I've seen Alex kind of mature into a Jack Wilson-like figure where he is really, really perfecting his craft. Hopefully it plays out that way in the fall. But I, I believe in, in his work ethic and his toughness right now. Did Anything else? That's it? Okay, thanks, guys. And we're out. There it is. And we are out. Mid-season form, buddy. We are it out. It is not August in the PR firm. No. Book. No. That's we're in the middle of October. It. That's beautiful. There is no Jack Wilson punter Memphis. He was a slappy of a shortstop slash second baseman in Pittsburgh. That's correct. He went on to Seattle. He sucked for pretty much everybody he played for. But I don't know. I, maybe I'm scarred. I, I'm not entirely certain. But, yeah, that's that's where I went. Chad Pennington firing it across the diamond. <laughs> Woo! It's got a little rainbow to it. Uh-oh. That's me talking to my son. He had to feel this one on his backhand. When he was the youngest uh, on the big field. And he was asking me about how he compared to some of the other kids. And I said, well, you know, the thing is, son, if you watch your throws from third and then some of the older kids from third, you'll notice theirs are on a straight line. Yours has a little bit of a rainbow to it, a little bit of a rainbow to it. That should never happen, but it does happen in Little League baseball, so I get it. But I was watching a professional do that every night. Well, that's uh, akin to two outs, runner on first base, ground ball up the middle. Wilson on the backhand flips the second, goes the short way. No, no, no. He goes the only way the he can way. to get it out. This <laughs> is the only no way shot. he can yeah, go. This is the only way. Thank goodness he went that way. They got him. The game's over. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It's Jeff Cameron Show. Hope you're well on a Balls Mick Wednesday. Thanks for tuning to the program. I had to do a breakdown for uh, Alabama's upcoming season. You realize, Tom, that uh, we have a number of exciting games to prepare ourselves for as sporting guys or gals, and Redemption Thursday does not start tomorrow on Thursday, but I do believe the following week it'll be time to get it on. Yeah, there's a slate of college football that weekend. There's a little bit of football going on there. That's the uh, much anticipated that we discussed earlier this week. 1 p.m. kick between Nebraska and Illinois on Saturday the 28th. All right. Yeah, if you're Nebraska, I got a buddy who went to Nebraska in in their heyday, and Nebraska has been fairly ineffective and meaningless in the big world of college football in the last number of years. It's striking to note their uh, demise, going all the way back to basically, I mean, when Solich ends up getting told to have a good day and they go to Callahan, they've not been right since, and that is a long time ago now. And they lack an identity that they used to have. They feel like, to me, they're in the wrong conference, etc. So there's just a lot about Nebraska that doesn't seem to fit. The puzzle doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. But I'll just say this about that game. Illinois is just a steaming pile. I mean, that is a terrible football program. There is nothing going right at Illinois. They have little to no talent to speak of. If Nebraska doesn't win that game, well, Nebraska is potentially Good God, man. They're in a little bit of trouble today because the AP came out with a report that they're in hot water with the NCAA. I didn't know the NCAA could still do something Does like that. Does it really exist? I would ignore it if I were them. I would as well, but apparently they were holding off-campus workouts. You're damn right they were. The bunker idea yes. from you over hey, there. Scott Frost knows it's time to get with the getting. I mean, this isn't working out. Pretty soon they're going to start calling me Harbaugh Light. I come back to my alma mater. Everybody's excited for me to get here. 
I'm rugged. I, I go scorched earth method, tell everybody that it's going to get worse before it gets better, which I think is the right approach. When you really stink, That's you got to be honest with folks. But, man, they haven't looked like they've improved at all. The allegations include, but are not limited to, those off-site coach-led workouts That's that, that they didn't want even other administrators to know within the athletic department. That's so awesome. Scott Frost yes. went really rogue even within his own program. That said, they are a seven-point favorite, are the Cornhuskers, yeah. over Illinois Week 1. Of course. That's your 1 o'clock kick at 3.30 Hawaii-UCLA. That's the game on ESPN at 3.30. Yep, UCLA will win that game. And I don't know that there's much else that you would want to tune into, I'm but that's at least a, a couple of games. No, I'm tuning to every single one of those games. I, it's that, UTEP, New Mexico State? Without question, I'm locked right. in. Southern Utah, San Jose State. Yep. yep. Oh, there's yeah. a little reluctance there. <laughs> that's a 10 p.m. kick. Oh, uh, 10 p.m.? What else am I doing? Let's go. Uh, watching the second quarter of UTEP at New Mexico State, which kicks off at 9.30. Uh, simultaneous. We got it going, baby. UTEP is a nine-point favorite in that game. Are they really? Mm-hmm. You know, when the old college football game existed, I sometimes was UTEP. I was usually Army, but every now and then I'd be UTEP. And I'd build it up, Tom. I'd build win- We want winners. Mine, miners, mine. We want mine. winners. That's right. That's the chant. Oh, we would do it. I was always going to try to take a team that got to play frequently in the snow. And we were a run-first football team, Tom. When Coach Cameron took over, we were throwing away the old ways, and we were getting back to old-school, hard-nosed football. I let him know in no uncertain terms when I came at, into UTEP. We're running downhill, boys. We're running right at you. We're going to get up and do it again. That's UTEP football from here on out. Gone are the finesse days of throwing it all over the lot. We're wearing black shoes with black tape, and we're running downhill. It's a good message. <laughs> I think the message for UTEP, if you're ever going to be their coach again, and maybe there will be an opportunity for a, a dynasty mode in the near future as the video game I would think rolls out. I mean, you got cryptocurrency companies just throwing 500 bones at everybody at Florida State. So I would think that we can get a video game in the hands of these kids so we can have our experience, our shared experience. Our shared love and experience of that game adding to the sheer joy of a football season. But you go to UTEP and you take that job, you'd say, well, what does everybody in the country want to do? They all want to throw the ball? We're going to run the ball. If it's the opposite, keep away. If everybody wants to run the ball, then we need to throw the ball. Because we got to get different people. We're not going to get yeses from the four and five stars of this country, but we're going to get yeses from blue-collar experts. Jump to the NFL. Speaking of investigations and allegations, those of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior against Texas quarterback Deshaun Watson are being investigated now by the FBI. Well, uh, Rusty Harden, his lawyer, we all remember Rusty. Rusty, yes. Harden also said that Watson spoke to the FBI about allegations of extortion regarding one of 23 lawsuits filed against the quarterback, of which 22 are still active. That's the only reason that Rusty Harden would have had a reason to make that a public announcement, right? Like, hey, so just so you know, uh, this is what we have as the latest. I still think that the somewhat sad but not surprising aspect of this story, because until we you know, find out what officially is a charge and what isn't beyond just the plaintiffs and what's alleged. You know, it doesn't do you any good to speculate. I don't know what happened. I know I, I, I take away from this that Deshaun Watson really likes a good massage. That's all I can do. Clearly, he likes a good massage. Now, that said, whether that was legal or illegal, we're, we're finding out. We're Hopefully, we'll find out. So if you were hosting the weekend news, the facts at the moment are, that Deshaun Watson will find himself a good massage on the Instagram. But here's the deal. 
what I also know is that that has not kept the very desperate Philadelphia Eagles, amongst others, to really inquire deeply about Deshaun Watson's services. And that is just sorry. So they're probably sad, but not shocking. They're calling Rusty Harden, right? They're <laughs> yeah. saying, Rusty, what do you think here? What do we got? Yeah. No, that makes me laugh every time. They're just like, well, you know, we understand it's a delicate situation, and we're going to let the legal matters play and run their course, of course. We, we, we will not intervene in any way there, and we owe it to the plaintiffs and all involved in this case to let the legal matter play out as it will. That said, if Deshaun Watson were to be on the trade block or we wanted to acquire said quarterback during these very difficult times, I understand, what would it take? for us to do so. That's how that conversation goes every day I read that story. So you have all of these allegations, and they are just allegations right now. <laughs> Usually the last Potentially serious, though, it yeah, should be very, noted. Very serious. Yes. But yeah. the last paragraph of those stories always reads, the Eagles inquired again last week about the services of the Sean Watson. <laughs> so two things there. They don't think they have a starting quarterback. And yet, oh, they're correct. Well, I agree with that. But here's what makes me laugh about that: is that you really there's a disconnect between what makes a very good fantasy football quarterback and what makes a good real quarterback in the real world trying to win games. Because currently, uh, the Eagles' quarterback to be is a top ten fantasy quarterback pick at quarterback, not not. Not first round pick, right? Because he's going to get rush yard bonuses. He's just going to run right, for days. Yeah. Like it's it, and these are nothing yards, but it's funny. But maybe, maybe that's the case. Even I wouldn't take him in my top ten of, of fantasy quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, because you know they're just going to key in on the run. Go ahead, Jalen, throw it over our heads. Every yeah, once in a make, while, you get us. So be it. Make a play, Jalen. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is incidentally what the Eagles sideline is saying. And incidentally, what I think Florida State's defense has to do in this game against Notre Dame. Don't try that at the house, Ooh, kids. Man. But what I'm telling you here is line up to stop the run because last year's game against Notre Dame was emasculating. It was humiliating to watch a team line up and tell you by formation, we are going to run the ball here just like we did a play ago and just like we did the play before that and just like we did the play before that. And guess what we think? We don't think you can do a damn thing about it. What do you think of that? Soft ass. It doesn't matter what you think yeah, about that. Because here comes another one. Here it is. Bohica. And there we were. And there we were just left to ponder. Bohica, buddy. What it means. What it all means. And the devastation. That one feels when you're powerless to do anything about it. Mm. So please, Coach Fuller, let's line up, loaded for bear to stop the run, and make the great Jack Cone beat us down the field, please. And if he does, and he may, but if he does, you doff the cap and you say, okay, okay, we're just that, that, that's what it is today. But it's far less emasculating than what happens when a team winds up and just says, here comes a counter. And you know it's a counter because it's the exact same formation we were just in with the exact same personnel that we were just in. And here it comes. And here comes another one right after that. And, oh, by the way, what do you think is coming after that one? You got a guess? <laughs> that's, that's Toss happy. pass? <laughs> it's brutal. Before I go to break, I want to say – Shout out here to Ed, who writes, we're looking forward to seeing you and Corey 
at the Pensacola Seminole Booster Meeting next week. I still have a War Champ. I will have more Champ mugs and coffee for you, and some for you to take back to Tom. That's Mr. Deluna. Thank back you, Ed. There you go, Ed. You are a man that is going straight for the jugular there. Get going. A man of the heart, because I am a coffee-drinking Jesse. So, Ed, that's a perfect segue. Thank you. Once again, that's the second one of the show. Tonight, right here on War Chant TV, beginning just after 7 o'clock, there is a Wake Up War Chant Live with Aslan and Corey, presented by DeLuna. Nice. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, it's a good thing. A little 7 o'clock action. I'll be prepping for my golf show. There you go. Northern Trust Open. Brooks Kepka. Oh, it's the North... <laughs> <laughs> He's playing. Notable. Notable it, in the field. Yeah. It's a, it's, well, everybody's Brooks in the Kepka. field. Everybody's in the field. 14th hole. Northern Trust Open, buddy. You should like the Northern Trust with the skyline of Manhattan in the back. Yes. They, yes. they switch back and forth between Boston and uh, Jersey. Yeah. yeah no, right. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be talking about it tonight on uh, Beyond the Tips, Sirius XM PGA Tour Channel 92. First promo right here on these airways. Good job. It. It's Jeff Cameron Show at 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Quick side note here, just because I appreciate good journalism. And that would be that uh, longtime NBA journalist Jackie McMullen is retiring from ESPN. She will leave on August 31st. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but Tom, I remember how excited you were to meet Bob Ryan. That's correct. And we both met him, but you got a chance to talk with him for quite a bit. And he was salt of the earth kind and... Uh, and really tall. Oh, very tall and, and an interesting person to, to speak with, yes. Uh, I met Jackie McMullen once years and years ago, and she is equally as kind and straightforward and interesting. You can and tell. You can, yes, you can absolutely She's like the tell. stern but cool mom. Like, you can see it. Like, that show, Around uh, the Horn, right? Terrible show. Mm-hmm. There were a few people who could carry their clout into that program and still come away after that ridiculous program looking like they were professional. And Jackie Mack is one of those. Yeah, well, and also uh, that is a woman in a man's world at the time that she breaks into covering exclusively and uh, I, I think informatively, certainly, the NBA. So much so that she ended up gleaning great insight uh, that many other male journalists never did because many of the Boston Celtics whom she covered trusted her more over the years and would give her the straight dope and later on she expanded of course to the entirety of the league but her knowledge is appreciated and i just wanted to acknowledge that she is in fact retiring oh look at you eric go ahead tom cue it up buddy did he throw down with it again what's up oh, jeff and tom i'll be in tallahassee for notre dame drinks on me notre dame going down okay Woo! yeah i don't know i don't know that um i agree with you eric i appreciate you but I don't feel the same sort of confidence that many on the chat have over the last few days about the game. It's not, I'm not even saying that we're like jaded or cynical. I just, I don't think we have the horses right now and it's going to be hard to win the line of scrimmage over four quarters. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, again, I've laid it, I've laid bare what I think the 
game plan to be would be, or or the, the best opportunity uh, to secure an upset victory would be. And I do think, and I don't, I'm not one of these guys like, well, obviously you want to get out to a good start. Like you could say that about any team in any game, but usually the underdog that is kind of true. You need to be in it. You need to start to believe. Well, and you, you got to keep the yeah. crowd in it because right, it's right. here and it's college football where emotion plays more of a role than it would on Sunday. As I want to do every time that comes up, I tell everybody that these are college kids. They're subject to the whims of emotion more so than the pros, and um, they don't always weather these these bouts of uh, negative play and poor results. Uh, so, you know, they, they can be front runners almost by definition just because – they're searching for that inner confidence. And this group, more than most, when you've had a downturn the way that Florida State has had, is searching for a reason to believe, to quote the great Rod Stewart. And so it is that I t- – <laughs> Sorry. You almost got through that. Sorry, I had to do it. I mean, I, I heard reason to believe, and I went, eh. Rod hasn't been good in a very long time. But there was a stretch in the 70s. Now, that said, uh, that, that – it's true, though. I, I think they have to have something to latch on to to begin to believe. Sort of like what happened in that North Carolina game was they got some some belief early on. They had success early on. And they got out to a lead, then they had a big play. You got the pick six turnover, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, we could do this. And even then, even then, hold. Right, yeah. Well, I think it's also important, though, to remember, just as the optimist qualifier here, that if this was the Notre Dame team roster from last year, we wouldn't have – as much hope as we do. But thankfully, there's a lot of turnover, so you might be able to catch them confused. If you're watching us on YouTube TV, thank you very much. Do us a favor. Remember to hit the thumbs up and subscribe to WarChant TV. Your likes will help others find this program. We do appreciate it greatly, so make sure you do that. Uh, it helps us out quite a bit. Hour number two forthcoming right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio.